right. Awesome. So welcome everybody to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 126. Today is Monday, March 7th of 2022. We are live as usual on Discord and YouTube and thank you for joining us. Please be aware that we are recording this call and you can check it out later in our Horizon podcast. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti for the team. We're going to be answering the top three at the end as usual. And you can find the link here on the chat section. Let's kick it off as usual with our first update from the engineering department. I'll welcome Alberto. Thank you, Angie. So let's see uh, what we have for today. Uh, start as usual on the Zendo side, where we're working on the very last changes to be included in the next uh, software version, which will come out soon. Obviously, as usual, we will keep all our partners informed about the upcoming release with the usual rounds of notifications. I mean, and for miners, node operators, exchanges, third-party wallets, and so on. Uh, right now, we have only one pull request left for final review and one last small change uh, being completed. So we are almost there. Okay, let's proceed uh, with the SDK, uh, where first of all, we have continued to work on the EVM sidechain project, and in particular, on a first prototype to integrate the Ethereum virtual machine in a Ryzen sidechain. Uh, among the other things, we have finalized the EVM library API. Uh, so now we have all the functions we need to incorporate the EVM on the, on the Java side. So this library is the native part that is exposing the functions that are uh, invoked by the sidechain, uh, let me say, uh, application. No? And um, we, we, we finished that. And um, we also proceeded with the uh, SDK, uh, let me say, customization for uh, calling uh, the um, uh, EVM invocation for uh, running a smart contract, deploying a smart contract, and so on. And uh, currently, we have already uh, a proof of concept in place. Plus, we're working on the completion uh, of the prototype. And after that, we will go on with the final version of the EVM sidechain. And obviously, I mean, most of the work that we have done for the prototype will be also uh, reused uh, for the final version. So anything is going uh, uh, very well on that side. Uh, another important activity, always on the SDK side, is uh, uh, the finalization of the next Blaze SDK release, which is going to be version 0.3.0, and which is going to include not just the C session withdrawal functionality, but also other improvements that we're going to list in the release note. Only one request is left for final review, so we are uh, very near the finalization release also of uh, the next release of Blaze. Then, uh, moving on uh, with the proving system, we completed the development of the gadget for the succinct verification of polynomial commitments, uh, including support for polynomials of arbitrary degree. Furthermore, uh, we updated the Marlin verifier gadget to the latest version of the polycommit verifier gadget. Um, uh, going on with the, the proving system, we addressed a few changes that were requested after code review of the PR uh, for the co-boundary Marlin refactoring and new matrix arithmetization. And more in general, during last week, we performed a lot of code reviews uh, on many topics that, uh, let me say, uh, are uh, currently ongoing with the proving system. 
Okay, these were the uh, technical updates. And uh, before passing back to you, Angie, uh, I wanted to say uh, that our thoughts are with all the people in Ukraine and starting from all our Ukrainian team members that became much more than just colleagues, but very good friends. Uh, we are in constant contact with all of them uh, since their situation is the most important thing for us at the moment. We are doing all that is possible uh, and we can do to help in any way, and we will keep doing so. So really a big, big, big hug to all our friends there. Okay, that's, that's it for today. Uh, for today. Back to you, Angie. Thank you so much, Alberto, for the updates and the comments as well. Awesome. So let's continue with Lucy for the marketing updates. Sorry, it took me a long time to find the uh, the unmute button. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, so uh, with marketing, I am very happy to uh, share shared that uh, uh, we have a new member uh, and he will be able to uh, uh, say hello to everyone next week. We are still onboarding him, uh, but he's actually, uh, I just saw a comment here uh, saying that we, uh, you know, don't have enough people answering and, and engaging with, the, uh, with our committee members on on uh, uh discord so uh, the uh, uh in, we are bringing more help and then uh, uh so we will have more people to uh, talk and uh, uh engage with our community and also you know do a general improvement to the discord as well um and uh just a reminder that we are still hiring and then we have uh, uh, several opening positions available uh please check out on our website and uh, apply that's it for me thank you angie Thank you, Lucy. Let's continue with Rosario for the product and engineering updates. Hey guys. Uh, good morning, good afternoon to the Horizon community. Uh, I'd also like to echo Alberto's uh, sentiments on our Ukraine team and uh, just uh, wishing everything goes, goes well and back to normal. On the Horizon ecosystem side, we are on track with the MVP of the tokenization platform in Q1. Uh, and uh, actually, a little uh, slight delays, as you'll see once uh, uh, here, Victor has posted the the um, the slide here. So some slight delays, but nothing that is uh, um, too too bad. And I'll I'll go through and mention why. The, horizon, uh, the tokenization platform will have the ability to mint tokens via a token generator. Uh, later features will include the NFTs, and we're already uh, developing the, the NFT portion on the sidechain. But the, the first MVP will not include NFTs, just the ability to uh, mint uh, tokens. We'll have a web wallet with similar experience to MetaMask and a block explorer. We've decided to decouple Zenny from the delivery because we wanted Zenny to have utility and be compliant with U.S. regulations. Uh, decoupling allows us to, to complete the technical aspects of the tokenization platform and move forward with the legal and strategy teams uh, so they could continue working on Zenny, uh, the Zenny token strategy and legal compliance. And just on a side note that as a team as a whole, we've gained tremendous experience with U.S. compliance and very strong tokenomics. So this is something that we will be applying to our own, very own Zenny. And Rob will probably speak more about this, but uh, 
we in in collaboration with alberto as we he reviewed the tokenization launch there are some security components that also needed to take uh be taken into uh into account so the the first mvp will include a, a private uh network of nodes uh and then we'll we'll move and that's for uh late q1 early q2 and then after that we'll move uh where anyone can stake uh via the web wallet and lastly at the end of q2 the, uh we'll have anyone that uh who can run a node oh, we have uh this planned out in our roadmap and just uh, very happy to provide that that update for you uh so uh the you heard Alberto talk about the changes to Blaze. So those are directly affecting the tokenization platform. And uh, last week I announced a one-week delay, but it's now a two-week delay. And uh, regarding Celsius, that is on track and working with the Celsius team. So no, no major updates. They, they have uh, some, some work to do on their end. So happy to see that. And earlier this week uh, or last week, we uh, also had a, a demo of the sidechain node management dashboard, and that's something that's uh, that I've been wanting for uh, some time. So I was really happy to see that. And that is it for now. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Rosario. Now let's welcome Rob for the leadership updates and the Q and A session. Wow, guys, I think we're getting much faster at these things. We're becoming more succinct. All right, so. Um, okay, to kick it off, let me reiterate what Alberto mentioned uh, at the end of his session about the, the situation in Ukraine and our top priority. Basically, we had a meeting last week as to really think how are we going to respond to this crisis that's going on right now. Uh, two things. So one is uh, take care of our people. That's the most important thing we can do. And that's exactly what we have been doing and we'll continue to do it. Um, so we'll certainly keep you guys updated just, um, you know, if anything changes with the circumstances that we see on our end. Uh, but as of right now, we're just going to um, keep in touch with everyone and try to relocate people uh, to safe areas as quickly as possible. On the organizational side, so we, we're also you know, thinking because there are many companies in the world that are taking a particular stance on this conflict. Uh, we do have personal stances, and everyone on the team, I'm sure, has a personal perspective or viewpoint of what's going on. Uh, we are sticking to the perspective, though, that we are working on an open protocol, and in that sense, the protocol will, will remain neutral. Um, so that's the perspective that we have right now, just internally, of what's going on. Uh, so take care of our people, and then just keep the protocol neutral and continue ongoing uh, you know with all of the activities that you guys hear that we're working on uh, okay so some on to some good news and we've we're actually just in the final steps of formalizing a relationship with another dev team and uh, you heard about the team it's the team that's actually working on the EBM and the, the goal here really is I mean Decentralization is always one of our goals, and we want to bring on other teams and get other people just involved, especially on the technical side. This is something that you know, we've been meaning to do for a while, and we're finally at a point with the project that it just makes a lot of sense. Um, so starting with probably one of the uh, really high-impact things, the EVM project, so that we can be Ethereum-compatible, this team took a stab on, and we took a stab with them. Uh, to see if they're you know really the right group to do this, uh, take lead on this project with us, and it seems like they are. So they really did. Uh, they kicked butt on the prototype, and uh, everything is going really well. 
they seem extremely competent, both from the technical perspective and beyond, just in terms of, you know, carving out a relationship with them and bringing them into the, you know, to work on this protocol. So we're really excited for this group. Uh, and I, you know, just, uh, I will say that over the years we have, uh, explored relationships with many dev shops and, uh, we haven't been all that impressed with many people over the years. Uh, these guys, we are actually really impressed in many ways with them. Uh, now that said, we're also going to continue just to, to bring on other groups to continue to also work on the protocol. Uh, but this should really accelerate things in a big way for a really impactful project with the EVM. Now, the last topic that I wanted to talk about here is just framing the tokenization platform launch. So you heard from Rosario that we are going to be two weeks delayed, and I hope that every week we don't add another week, right? That's not uh, the way a baseline should be rolling, but we also just have some realities and constraints uh, with everything that's going on in the world and just with you know, dependencies in other areas of our deliveries. Um, so right now, we're looking at a two-week delay on the schedule. And you also heard... Uh, and I mentioned this last week, but you just heard it again from Rosario that we did we decoupled the Zenny launch from this. You know, the main reason, well, two reasons. One is uh, we actually came up with a really good idea for utility of this token. So it's not just a, a fun meme, meme coin, but it's going to be something that actually has deep, meaningful utility for our ecosystem. And I think will be something innovative for the industry that we're going to do with it. So it's, it's actually much better for the token itself. Uh, and then the other thing is we we don't want to uh, commingle dependencies here. And really the the long lead item for the Zenny token launch is more on the legal regulatory side of things. We want to make sure that we're just doing things right, setting up the right uh, legal structure for the launch so that um, you know, it's something that is sustainable and we can kind of replicate going forward. Um, so we're doing that. And... Um, also, with the tokenization platform itself on the technology side, we are going to release this thing in what we're calling three phases from, say, maybe, and I'm just throwing out some terms here that may, may or not be accurate, but the way I think about it is we're taking this from an alpha to a beta phase of the tokenization launch is going to be in three phases for us. Uh, so the first phase that we're going to launch with uh, is, is one where we have a private network fully exposed to the public to mint tokens. Right, So the public will be able to mint as many tokens as they want um, you know, through exposed APIs. Uh, consider it an alpha for sure. Um, check it out, have fun minting tokens, uh, but understand that we'll be shortly releasing upgrades and improvements. Right, so this is basically more of a, hey, look, we can actually do something with Zendu type of launch versus a mature tokenization platform that we've been working on for years. Right? This is something that uh, we had product team you know, or an integrated team uh, led by product working on this release for the last couple of months. And you know, keep the, keep in mind that this is you know truly another blockchain in itself running on Zendo. Phases two and three are going to be all about relaxing requirements and just get going through you know increasingly rigorous testing as we go and opening the network. Um, so uh, also getting the sidechain node integrated into exchanges so the tokens that are minted on this platform actually have the possibility to be listed on exchanges. This is a critical element. Uh, we don't want to be in our own silo. We want to make sure that when people choose to develop with us or mint tokens with us or do any type of application with us, those applications, tokens, and, and things that they're doing actually have meaningful uh, distribution channels, like being able to be listed on exchanges. Right? So there's a lot of work ongoing here in the background to make this thing successful. 
Uh, and just keep in mind, again, like Bigfoot Stomp, this is the first chain that we're launching on Zendu. So we're obviously taking it very seriously. And you can say we're being potentially too cautious. Um, but also, on the other hand, you can say we're being super aggressive. Uh, that we're actually just pushing something to market into production in a matter of months after Zendu was launched. Um, so launching this chain is even more complex, I would say, than just launching a, a standalone blockchain, because this actually has to sync with the main chain. Um, you know, so now clearly this isn't the long run vision where every side chain launched is more complex and, uh, you know, heavy lifting than launching a standalone blockchain. Definitely not the case. This is the whole point of SDK is to make things easier. But this is, remember, keep in mind, the first one that we're doing. Right. So bear with us. Um, when it comes to balancing this, this idea of pushing something to market quickly with making sure that what we push to market is actually of the highest you know, possible quality, it's a spectrum. I actually had a great talk today with uh, one of our engineers about the spectrum, where on one hand, you can be super aggressive on deliveries, and on the other hand, you can be conservative with making sure that you have the highest possible quality. We want to be somewhere, you know, you know in general, you, you don't want to be in either extreme of the spectrum. Uh, for this one, I would say we're leaning a little bit more towards conservative, just because it's the first time we're doing it. Right? So again, just bear with us, have a little bit of patience on this one. Um, and let's see. So the longer term goal, obviously, is to make token the tokenization platform totally decentralized, open, and permissionless. For now, you get permissionless. Right? That's what you're going to get with phase one, is you're going to get permissionless. Anyone's going to be able to launch a token. Uh, and then we're going to work on the open aspect of that next. So we're going to open this private network to other uh, you know, nodes to be able to run on it. And then finally, we're going to make this thing decentralized. That's the longer term vision of what we're doing. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, I, I urged patience um, on one of these weekly insiders. I forgot which one. Uh, it was partly for my own sake, right? Sometimes some of the things I say are to reassure myself. Uh, it's partly also for expectations management for everyone in the community, for our team, you know, and just the community writ large. Um, but now we're getting ready to rock and roll is the bottom line. We're getting ready to actually put something out there to market. Uh, Zimmy's going to come, you know, shortly, shortly after the tokenization uh, platform launch itself. The team's already on the technical side, integrating NFT capability into the blockchain. Uh, where you, you've heard from you know, Alberto that we're working on some more contracting with the EDM. We, we have a lot of things that are ongoing right now. So patience is something that, you know, I, I, let me just reiterate that I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you why I said it. Um, but really, things are moving. Things are going to be moving fast, especially once we get these key components to market. And they're coming to market pretty soon. So, all right, cool. I'll stop here. And we have an extra five minutes for Q&A. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob, for the updates. And thank you, as usual, everyone, for contributing with your questions. So let's see. The first one is, technology-wise, where does Horizon stand compared to other layer ones and scaling protocols like Cosmos, Rollups, and others? All right, let, let me take a quick stab here, because I'll, I'll give you the, you know, the strategic view, and then maybe, Alberto, if you want to chime in on, on something specific. But... Uh, I'll say competitive advantage-wise, which, which really matters, because we decided to scale uh, with Zendu. So we, we decided to have this interoperability protocol that is generalizable enough so that we can have a lot of different types, of, or it, it, so, so that it could be consensus agnostic, and we could do many things with it. So the vision here for us, and this is important to reiterate, the vision is to integrate many different you know, technology stacks from the industry that are working 
the people love to use, want to use, right? And you can think of them as like the first one that we're integrating is Ethereum. You know, like most applications out there are, are built on Ethereum, but now there are other really popular L1s. You know, there's Solana, there's Avalanche, uh, there's Cardano, there's Cosmos, right? So the, the bigger vision for us is we're going to start by integrating Ethereum, and then we're going to systematically integrate other important protocols into our ecosystem. So the idea is to be compatible with everything important out there and be natively interoperable, right? That's really the... the the, the big long-term vision for us. And we're very much on track to make that happen. The big de- technology delivery uh, for Zendu this last December was really that first big hurdle that we had to cross over. Now we're going to have some some interesting hurdles with launching the tokenization platform, getting the EVM integrated. And then it's just really going to be a race, a race for smart contracts, specific dApps, DeFi, NFTs, uh, and then also integrating in the next major stack. You know, whether that's going to be something like Tendermint, whether it's going to be some other protocol out there that we just think has high TVL and growth potential. And that's really going to be a strategic decision that we need to consider as, as a community. Uh, but really, that, that's the big picture and how we differ from anyone else out there. And Alberto, please, if you want to chime in with anything else that maybe um, is important for us to highlight here. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, uh, you described everything, but uh, the only thing that uh, um, I would like to underline is that, I mean, with the, um, our uh, model, uh, you, uh, you're you not relying on a specific way for uh, interacting, let's say, uh, with other chains. What I mean, uh, the fact that we are using, uh, uh, on the do you, the fact that you're using Snarks for um, having the, uh, for allowing the coin exchange between the chains uh, and, and let me say, and all the model uh, allows to use, uh, let me say, any specific, any, any logic uh, for uh, implementing these, uh, this communication. So, uh, for example, if you want a, a fully decentralized way for exchanging coins and having a sidechain that, uh, let me say, is uh, fully decentralized and fully, uh, let me say, snark uh, provable, you can do that. Or if you have maybe a, another another sidechain that is, uh, uh, let me say, uh, having a, a, a different kind of consensus that uh, doesn't need the full decentralization, but uh, instead... Uh, let me say prioritize uh, uh, speed. You can do that. We are not bound to that. And so, and and even the uh, the way you validate the transfers that are happening uh, between the two chains uh, can reflect uh, the consensus that is adopted uh, on, on the sidechain side. I would even add that uh, you can even create with Zendu. You can even create uh, uh, sidechains that are not blockchains. So what I mean here. Uh, you can see uh, these, uh, let me say, the model allowing the creation of, uh, let's call them snark pools, okay? So there are pools where you send money in, and then you have a proof that validates when these money are coming back. This means that, for example, you can have even an application on the other side that is not a, a blockchain application, could be even, let me say, uh, for example, a, a, a lottery application that is not provable, no? So you can have this pool where you put money in, and then you have, uh, let me say, the distribution of the funds that is uh, is provable and doesn't have to be a blockchain. So, uh, I mean, for uh, for this reason and many other reasons, I mean, uh, uh, our model uh, allows uh, 
first uh, scalability, but also, let me say, a full decoupling uh, between uh, the applications on the other side and, and, and the main chain. And, uh, and so, uh, I mean, this was the, the, the uh, let me say, the idea behind it and, uh, and what uh, we tried to achieve with the do. All right, thank you. Uh, let's see, the second question is, Cosmos IBC is one of the hottest crypto projects giving instant access to other, to their DeFi and osmosis and massive exposure to their community. What would Zane, would, I'm sorry, would Zen join IBC? So I agree, by the way. I think it's uh, a very interesting uh, opportunity, and it's certainly one of those things that we are considering. Uh, so again, TBD on the strategic path that we take, but understanding our strategic path or our strategic goal is the important thing, and the goal is to be compatible with really uh, the hottest things in the industry, and I think what they're doing it is certainly one of the hottest things in the industry. So maybe we can leave it at that for now. All right, and the third and final question is, how does Zen sidechains scale currently? Let's say we have one EVM sidechain with full capacity and we spin up the second one. How these two sidechains work and integrate with each other? Yeah, so, uh, and again, Alberto, maybe you want to chime in, but you know the previous performance numbers that we did weren't specifically for an EVM chain, but the... We, we did have some some estimates. So, Alberto, maybe you want to chime in there. And I, yeah. I don't think we have anything for the EVM yet. Okay, so uh, let's say that from a mainstream perspective, uh, the fact that there are two EVM sidechains doesn't, uh, let me say, uh, have uh, any implication. So uh, it really depends on the kind of, uh, of consensus uh, used there and the kind of, let me say, uh, the, the kind of snark uh, you use and the snark verification key you use for um, for allowing the transfer between the mention and session. So uh, you can uh, declare, I would say, as many as uh, I mean, as many VM sites as you want, because uh, let me say, most of the information, uh, or better, uh, almost ninety nine. Percent of the information are are going to be kept on the on the sidechain side, and they are not uh, let me say affecting the mainchain. Obviously, uh, there are the transfers back between the sidechain and the mainchain that are happening. So, if someone wants to withdraw the coins from the sidechain from the EVM sidechain, let's say you have an application on the side on 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 the uh, sidechain side where you have the EVM, so you're running a smart contract, you're doing uh, whatever whatever you want on the on the VM sidechain. And then at some point, uh, the final user wants to withdraw uh, his coins in mainchain and then, I don't know, uh, let me say send him to uh, an exchange, no? And um, obviously in this case, this will, uh, will, will, will run on mainchain. But for what regards, let me say, the most of the uh, operations that are uh, happening on, on the sidechain side, these are not going to affect mainchain. So you can have, uh, for sure, uh, two uh, side chains uh, uh, of uh, running an EVM. Another aspect is uh, uh, the transfers of tokens between uh, between the side chains. 
Um, as I mentioned, probably uh, a couple of uh, weekly insiders ago, um, we are uh, working on, uh, uh, let me say, uh, integrating a specific protocol for exchanging tokens between sidechains. And this is going to be uh, useful, not for also for the EVM sidechains. It will be uh, a protocol that is uh, um, able to uh, let users um uh, take a token from a sidechain and send it to another one and exchange it. And uh, uh, one of the uh, examples would be the tokenization uh, sidechains where you will be able to issue your your uh, tokens and then you will be able, for example, to send them uh, to an EVM sidechain or, or, or vice versa. So, um, I mean, this is the other part of the... Of the um, of the developments that we are doing on the sidechain side, and uh, and for what regards, for example, the sidechain to sidechain uh, transfers, uh, these are not going to affect uh, uh, mainchain because uh, I mean all the process uh, is is on the sidechain side. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's all, Angie. So it's unfortunate that we're a little out of time. I was to dive into this whole like Italian cappuccino controversy about why we can't have cappuccinos after breakfast time, but. Um, I guess we could stop it there for today. Yeah, I would not say anything about it. Though. No comment necessary. No comment. Yeah, I feel the anger. <laughs> I'm still on time on this side. Just FYI. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. We'll see you all next Monday with our latest Horizon updates. And I wish you all a great week. Bye. <laughs>